0: Welcome back everyone. Did you guys miss us? Don't worry because we're back. It's been a little bit. I don't even probably over a week, a little over a week. But yeah, we've been busy. Well, Chris has been very busy. Congratulations on the move. Thank you. The new thank apartment, you. new place. <laughs> yep. Thank been you. All set thank up, you.
1: Right. Yep. It's uh, stressful, but yeah. Te- done. Texan life now. huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I am officially a Texan now. <laughs> so, are you
0: still Central Time, or are you, or like, I don't know how time zones work. Are you still the time zone you were?
1: Yeah. Like yeah, an I'm hour still behind in Central Time. So.
0: Okay. I was in that yeah.
1: weird small part of Florida that's like in central time um but, yeah, I'm still central time here in Texas. so. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah. So that's what Chris has been up to. I've just been chilling, yeah. watching sports, <laughs> getting ready for March Madness, watching the Devils lose a decent bit. But don't worry, we're going to talk about that more. <laughs> episode 42, Jackie Robinson episode. Um, but he never played hockey, but that's okay because Jackie Robinson's a legend. Devils-wise, yep. John Quinville and Nathan Bastion, only two Devils ever were number 42 in Team History. So... <laughs> um, so James and Chris, just Hi. two of us. Hello, everyone. Yeah, hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, what else we got going on? Episode 42 I said that. Oh, so we're recording this during the Penguins-Devils game on Thursday night. So I got the game on in the background. So do I, yep. We got 1420 left in the first period. Zero zero game right now, so we'll have some live updates for you guys. who might be interesting be listening to I'm this. ahead of you. Yeah, you probably are. NHL TV's funky sometimes. So Yeah. anyway, what we got going on this episode, kind of a current news section, kind of like update where the Devils are, because it's been a bit since we talked to you guys. After that, we're going to do Devils game recaps, Devils game previews. Got that segment I, I put on a script, Devils Army cast weekly tidbits. Do do we want to go with that segment name? We gotta figure something out because uh, it's not it's not a great name. But I don't know what to call it. It's just the be three determined. things. Yeah, the TBD um, yeah. segment. Basically, just three like overarching topics, players, happenings we want to talk about regarding the Devils the past week or so. We got the stock up, stock down segment, and this episode is going to be our midseason NHL-wide and Devils-specific awards. Gotta gotta always partake in that. Gotta love the midseason awards. Then I'm gonna end it out talking about them, Binghamton Devils, who actually haven't played in a while because of COVID. So um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about them too. So, all right. Getting into, here, uh, getting into things here. Devils enter tonight's game against the Penguins. Not not too hot. They haven't improved much since the last time we had an episode. I think they've only we won, won one game. game.
1: We won a home game.
0: In the reverse retros. Yes. So I think that's the only game they've won since we talked to you all last. They're 3-10-2 in their last 15. Lost four Eesh. in a row before the big win against Buffalo. That was a really good game. Devils deserve that dub. Good dub. you got to take wins when you get them mm-hmm. and that was a good one fans should be happy about that one is at home like chris said and in the reverse retros, we'll talk more about it later devils are sitting at 9 13 and 4 that's seventh in the east division the lowly buffalo sabers are the only team worse than the devils we're past the halfway mark so i guess you could start to look at our good friends over at uh, tankathon NHL <laughs> Tankathon. They always lay out the up to the second draft orders and stuff. Right now, the Devils are sitting sixth. Now, I'm just giving you all an update because some people like keeping track of that things. So I'm not saying like, oh, it's tanking. Like, I do not believe in tanking. I don't know if we've ever shared our opinions on tanking mm-hmm. before, but that'll be for another time. I'm not a. Mm-hmm believer and tanking i'm just giving you guys where they're sitting right now um but yeah that's where the devils are currently we got the news that nico he about three weeks away from returning back to play he had surgery i think it was either today or yesterday yesterday maybe to repair his sinus fracture i think it was yeah i saw that yep So maybe three weeks from seeing nico that's the um, time frame they gave. Yeah. Pavel Zaka is missing tonight's game with a knee injury. He suffered on a borderline dirty, a nasty slash by Colin Miller. Mm. Colin Miller got kind of – Chris, did you see this by chance? I didn't know. So – uh, the Devils broke into the zone, and Colin Miller was angry because they thought the refs. He thought the refs missed the call going the other way. Devils picked the puck up and uh, rushing the other way, and Colin Miller got back and slashed Zaka right in the knee. It's where oh. Zaka didn't have padding because uh, I know hockey players have padding down there, and there's yeah. always that like kind of like zone there where you don't got padding, and it looks like that's exactly where Zaka got hit right on the knee. Took a slash. They originally called it a five minute major but then they looked at it and on the film you could tell it wasn't great but it wasn't five minute major worthy mm-hmm. because intent to injure i don't know but either yeah. way i wasn't too mad about the the two instead of the five but hopefully Zach is there he actually practiced mm-hmm. but he was a game time decision didn't take warm-ups and the other thing is is Mackenzie blackwood was a late scratch Mm. They, it's not COVID related. They say it maybe he be. tweaked something. Well, they said it wasn't on the yeah. um, on the broadcast, but maybe he tweaks something to warm up. So we haven't gotten an update yeah. yet. If their update comes through while we're recording this, which I'm sure it will, then we'll let you know. But yeah, that was another thing. Michael McLeod's been kind of like the odd man out along with Nikita Gusev this past week. They've been like going on and off in terms of healthy scratches. Um, but yeah. What else? I think Devils related. Oh, Will Butcher was on the COVID list this past week. He came off, I think. I don't know if he came off yet, but he know he practiced with the team, so he's going to be either off today or sometime soon.
2: Mm.
0: Um, Devils related, like news-wise, prominent news, I think that's it. NHL-wide, Chris, did you see the score of the Flyers-Rangers game last night?
1: I did. Yeah, that was wild. I couldn't believe I was watching that. Yeah, yeah. they lost 9 uh, nothing. The Rangers put up like six or seven in the second period or something a like that? Six, I, saw. I
0: think. It was nine nothing entering the third period. Yeah. Not a good St. Patrick's Day in Philadelphia. No, I think it was Mika zabenjad who had like a six point second period or something crazy like that. Yeah, I that. think
1: he had like a, a hat trick. Like he
0: scored three goals in a row. Oh, was that it? I, I thought it was a point thing, but either he, way, he had they, some they points too, but yeah. They went nuts. Uh, Islanders are probably the hottest team in the East right now. I think they just lost though. They had some crazy streak going on. It was like eleven or twelve in a row. Uh, Bruins struggling a bit. Chris, you must have said something good about them.
1: I I mean, they are god tier. They are elite. We know they so. were the the kings of the East.
0: Yeah, and the Flyers, by the way, they're in some trouble. They've fallen out of a playoff spot, and they're like four and six in their last ten or something like that. So finally, they are just it a crazy team. Happen. Yeah. But, okay, last thing we want to talk about here, I think, current news related, came out early in the week. I think right when we released the other episode was the TV deal. Me and Chris, Chris and I don't think we spoke about this. We might have. So I'll lay it out here, and then Chris, I know you're big into this type of stuff, so I'll let you talk. Mm -hmm. But it was announced ESPN is getting 50% of the new TV deal, and NBC is getting the other 50%. Between, I think they mapped out six years of Stanley Cups, three mm. to ESPN, three to NBC. ESPN-wise, it's going to be a lot of ESPN-plus games, and they'll also have nationally televised games on ABC, ESPN, I'm assuming like ESPN2 and those channels. But it's going to be a lot of ESPN-plus, I think. And NHL TV, this is the big part here that I really like. <laughs> NHL TV, which I have living in Philly to watch Devil's Game, I, I just spend the money on it instead of trying to find a Reddit stream. But that NHL TV package is now going to ESPN plus. So supposedly if you have ESPN plus you're gonna have the NHL TV package, which is great. One subscription pay for, yep. And it's a lot cheaper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So all right, go ahead. Your thoughts. Anything (laughs) I missed?
1: Uh, I think it's, I think it's smart. Um, I think we were kind of expecting, uh, a oh, solid goal by Jack Hughes. Um, oh. <laughs> it's filthy, pretty dirty. He tucked it under the bar. Uh,
0: um, Ooh. yeah. All right, yeah.
1: go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we knew that if there was going to be another network involved, it was probably going to be ESPN. I know you mentioned you like CBS. Um, I'm not a fan of like
0: their sports apps or hey, March Madness, trying to bro.
1: watch stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that's, uh, that's why you oh, he CBS. went where
1: grandma hides the cookies. <laughs> yes, he did. He tucked that thing up there. That was really hard.
0: <laughs> that's a nasty shot. Yeah. So, sorry. Go ahead. No, you good. To um,
1: I think, I think this is huge and it's important because um, the NHL is still a game that's trying to grow uh, in America. Um, it's, it's popular, you know, it's one of the big four, but um, this helps get it in front of more viewers' eyes and especially the subscription part of it, including it with ESPN Plus, just getting more hockey to more people. Um, and it's going to help increase, you know, the salary cap once everything goes back to normal as well. It's additional revenue. I believe it's, uh, I don't know the exact figures, but I'm big. <laughs> pretty sure that it's a lot more money the NHL is making off the TV deal than they are currently like a lot, um, which helps everyone. It helps, you know, salary caps, helps players, helps the owners, helps everyone. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I know, I think I saw Gary Thorne, somebody like said something to him, you know, asking if he was coming back and he basically said like, you know, they haven't asked me, but you know, I'd be open to it. Um, so who knows if they do bring them back or not,
0: but. So when was the <laughs> last time hockey was on ESPN? I saw it somewhere. Yeah. What sent, year do you remember? I sent,
1: I sent that meme. Yeah. Um, so it was, a it was a meme of, I think it was Daryl Sutter, the coach. Um, and it, the last ESPN hockey game was the 2004 Stanley cup final between Calgary and Tampa. And then they had the lockout and that's when they weren't on ESPN anymore. Um, and it was like the meme was basically just like people confused, you know, seeing ESPN wondering how Daryl Sutter is still a coach for the Calgary Flames because he got hired there <laughs> and he was oh, coaching yeah. Calgary in the Stanley Cup final in two thousand four. So. go. some
0: news we missed. Yeah. Daryl Sutter went oh I think we talked about us. I think we <laughs> mentioned it in anyway. that last episode, yeah. But anyway, you said two thousand and four. Yeah, two thousand four. Yeah, so I was six, so I don't remember ESPN and hockey. So I was yeah. I was a I was a wee wee lad. Yeah. So,
1: Gary Thorne calls were electric. Um, the glow puck? Was that a thing on
0: ESPN? That was Fox. That was Fox. No, that was Fox. Fox was the glow puck. What was ESPN's thing? I I think it was a good thing. I know, I heard the glow puck sucked, but what was the ESPN thing? I thought they did something cool I'm that people sure were talking they, about. I'm not sure if
1: they had anything that they did specifically. Um, I, can't, I can't remember anything, to be honest. Yeah,
0: can, uh, maybe I'm thinking about the glow puck. Anyway... Um, Yeah, I totally agree with Chris. I think this is great. ESPN is going to push hockey more. You even see it already. Uh, I was looking on the ESPN app. (laughs) Usually NHL is like tucked under like golf, Mm women's college basketball, and UFC. And now NHL is like fourth on their list of scores and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have Stephen A. Smith also saying, talking about hockey already. So you're going to see it pushed to the forefront. More fans helped grow the game big fan of espn plus if you watch sports i Uh highly recommend it soccer which i mean if you want to call it a sport whatever but soccer (laughs) college basketball uh, all the college basketball you could ever want they have like (laughs) volleyball on there they have just any sport is on there it's a great deal and now you're gonna have more hockey yeah great deal
1: yeah I mean I have any- the Disney bundle and everything so I already have like the ESPN plus and yeah, it'll be one on last that. thing I gotta
0: pay for so I have all that stuff but it's like different separated yeah yeah and I just graduated school so I'm losing my student discounts so yeah have to, like, that's always get rough everything together <laughs> but um yeah fun stuff any other news that, uh I know none that I can think of all week, but I think we got it all yeah anyway if we didn't, yell at us in the comments, but I, I think we're good. All right, moving on to game recaps. We'll go through each game, not as in-depth, because it feels like some of these games happened like weeks ago, even though it was not too long ago. But we're mm. going to be recapping every game from 3-7, which, oh, that's like over two weeks ago. It's been a while. Um, through three sixteen, So that's going to be the games we're recapping. Boston. That was their last win before yesterday's game against Buffalo. Or two days ago. It was a one nothing win against the Boston Bruins. The Devils own the Boston Bruins, by the way. They're <laughs> 3-0-1 against them this year. Something like that. This game, Wedgwood had a great performance. That man's career is an anomaly. You'll either get like a shutout and, or like a one-goal-against terrific effort or just absolute bad out mm-hmm. of him. Weird career Wedgwood has. Uh, Palms had the game-winning goal with five minutes left in the third period. Devils PK was 2-for-2, 25 shots for the Devils. It was just kind of a boring game, I guess, Um, 1-0. Just snapped a five-game losing streak at a time. But it was refreshing to see them win, and they held the goal share in this game too, so it's not like they didn't deserve a dub, so... They just yeah. played Boston.
1: well. I think I saw, uh, I might have seen that game before the move and everything. So, I don't know. I was having to do a lot of stuff. So, but All the way back I on remember the seventh. It was like uh, the third period was when we scored with like seven minutes left or something, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. Five minutes. Good better memory than mm-hmm. I had. <laughs> <laughs> but and when was your birthday was this around your birthday because i know uh, our birthday was like it was march, was like 2nd. A, it was march okay. 2nd yeah and then my weird, birthday we're was close. the 11th yeah, happy birthday James. yeah happy birthday chris <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to any of you all other birthday march month. birthdays yeah, best birthday month, month of the year by the way absolutely our birthdays you got march madness <clears throat> You got baseball starting, or starting to start. Yep. You got NFL off-season fun stuff. Go Dolphins. <laughs> DeGrom's going to start. So. You got the Mets. Jake DeGrom's tearing up in spring training. Great month. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to the Devils. Uh, that was her 1-0 <laughs> win against Boston on the 7th in Boston. And then a whole bunch of L's followed. We got a 5-4 loss in overtime against the Caps. Washington was up 3-0 in this game. And then 4-1 after 2. The Devils stormed back in the third period and knotted up 4-4. And then we went to overtime where the Devils lost. We'll talk more about that goal later because we had a really big debate on who, I guess, to blame or how that mm-hmm. went wrong in overtime. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, Nani in who's been tremendous, another guy we'll talk about soon, had a goal off an uh, old man's Ajax pass from behind the net. And then it, it was just a really bad two periods. That Quoken and goal came in period two, I think. <laughs> um, NJ uh, New Jersey turned it up in period three, had a 70% goal share in that third period, which is crazy. Scored three goals. Miles Wood, Igor Sharangovich, another guy that turned it up recently, and Damon Severson. Oh, we'll talk about Damon Severson a little bit. I'm very angry. <laughs> um, and then they ultimately lost in overtime. We'll talk more about that goal. Jacob Rana, who is a beast and one of the more underrated players in the NHL, had two goals that game. Overtime winner as well. 31-30 were the shots on goal. Scott Wedgwood was in that for Jersey. Zajac had three points. Looking at the numbers as a whole, the Devils probably didn't deserve even a point, but glad they got it. It was a real fun game. So. Hmm. Anything you want to add here? Not not like besides the talking about the overtime goal and stuff, but nope, you covered. We'll talk it. about that later. All right, cool. Uh, all right, so now that leads in the three straight against the Islanders. The first Eesh. two were in the first two. The first one was at Nassau Coliseum. It was the Islanders' first game with fans. It was on my birthday. Five three L. The Islanders were up four nothing after the second period. It, this game sucks now that I remember it. Yeah. Thinking about it. Um, the Islanders at one point had a high, had the high danger chance advantage. 19 to nothing. 19. Yeah. To nothing. Uh, Devils scored third uh, three third period goals to make it look a lot better on the score sheet But it was not as close as a two-goal game. They got obliterated Johnny Krokonen scored again, Mikhail Maltsev and Jack Hughes Final shots on goal were 33-22 Islanders. Devils only end up with a 32% goal share and that number was down to 20% after first and second period Blackwood was in that stopped 28 of 33 Anyone anything you want to add here about this game?
1: You know, if we could just play, like, the third period for every game or play against Boston every game, we'd be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, there you go. Fortunately, uh, that that's not going to happen, so. <laughs> nope. What can you do? Uh, but, yeah, this kind of brings up a discussion we're going to talk about later. we got a lot of things we're going to talk about later, but this is another one of them. The impact that forwards and the offense has on def- defense and letting up goals a lot of people are bashing a defense this game and same with the last game and I put out a tweet out of the accounts kind of like talking about how the offense is a lot to blame too it's definitely both ends but you can't forget how the offense and defense that kind of l- like work together and forwards have to play defense but not going to talk about it now we'll talk about it later Um, oh look at that didn't even realize that until now so the next game against the Islanders was at the Prudential Center this was a 3-2 loss just like the next game against the Islanders was also a 3-2 loss that's what I was saying like oh didn't even realize that Um, Pavel Zaka gave the Devils a quick lead your leading scorer or point getter so far in the Devils it was tied up before the end of the first period Devils got the lead in the second period 2-1 after 2 but the Islanders scored the only 2 goals of the 3rd period and that would be that 29-28 shots in goal the Islanders Blackwood played ok this game 29-20 or 26-29 oh, I wouldn't say ok he was whatever um, but he was 26-29 in terms of saves Devils looking at numbers actually played well probably deserved at least a point they held the goal share and the Corsi advantage shot attempts advantage got the lead early just couldn't hold on so that was a 3-2-L against the Islanders at home So, like I said earlier, it was a three-game set with the Islanders, three in a row, much like they are just started against the Penguins. But Uh the Devils lost again 3-2. This was a shootout, and this game was a controversial game. Um, So Kiefer Bellows had two goals in the previous game against the Devils, and then he had the opening goal in this game. It's like an Oliver Borchdan 2.0. A young player just absolutely kills the Devils. Is that what Kiefer Bell is is morphing into? We shall see. Maybe. Uh, He opened the scoring. Yanni Koukkanen had a, I think this was his fifth goal in a row. He extended his goal streak. Brock Nelson gave the Islanders a 2-1 lead after one. Period two, New Jersey was able to tie it up. There was no goal scoring in the third period. Overtime. P.K. Subban won the game for the Devils, we thought. It was overturned, uh, overturned his offsides. Mm-hmm. I, did you see a replay of it? Uh, I did not, no. It was super close, and I wasn't going to be surprised if they overturned it, but it was one of those things where it looked like it was just way too close to tell, and I mm-hmm. was kind of leaning towards, like, ah, they don't have enough to overturn this. But once again, given how the offsides rule and stuff is, you can never be surprised. They turned out, they did overturn it, and the Islanders ended up winning it in a shootout. Which the Devils, by the way, grabbed the one nothing advantage in the shootout, and <laughs> they didn't score again after the deuce goal, and the oh, Islanders scored no. two in a row. But, yeah, shots and goal were 34 Islanders, Wedgwood played well in this game. He's probably the reason why they didn't, lose in regulation mm-hmm. um the islanders had a 66 percent goal share so it's not like the devils were doing too hot so another controversial thing in this game was nathan bastion was whistled for an interference penalty and as that penalty occurred mikhail Malsev deflected a puck into the net so if bastion wasn't called for that interference penalty the devils would have been, gotten a goal there some people say that Maltsev goal might have been overturned because of a high stick. Don't know. I actually didn't see the, the Maltsev goal itself. I just knew there was a bastion interference.
2: Uh-huh.
0: So some people are saying that the Devils won this game or scored four goals, so really won this game 4-3 and. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I mean, you can't really blame the refs. Maybe you can, but the Devils didn't really play great in this game. It was that PK-Suban goal that was overturned because of all sides and the Nathan Bastion interference that got people riled up in this one. So, mm-hmm. All right. Man, a lot of talking A lot of games You didn't watch You were too
1: busy, busy I, yeah, Being I was, an adult I So was you packing can't in And having to drive a truck Yeah All fun
0: stuff Can't get me a breather here <laughs> uh, Did you watch the game At all against Buffalo?
1: I think I saw some highlights I wasn't okay. able to watch the game But I had some
0: highlights uh, Okay <laughs> win. Finally back in the dub column. (laughs) This broke a four-game losing streak, I think it was. Igor Sharangovich, as I said, has been playing well recently, opened the scoring. And then the Sabres were like, hang on. We're better than you, and you're the real worst team in the East. They scored two in a row, so it was 2-1, and everyone was panicking. And then Sammy Votten scored on a very, very weak goal. Jonas Johansson was in that for the Sabres. And he's been struggling, struggling this year. And he gave up some softies in this game, the first two specifically. Uh, So it's tied up at two after two. Miles, we got the game-winning goal in the third period. It's a power play goal. Beautiful redirection in front of Jansen. Um, 35-27 were the shots on goal. Buffalo, Blackwood played well in this game, which was great to see. 33 saves on 35 shots. Uh Overall, Devils deserved this dub. Held the goal share sixty percent, had the Corsi advantage, well deserved, good W. Gotta celebrate them when they happened. This was a very good one. So Yeah. Oh man, gotta catch my breath over here. <laughs> um anything you wanna add at all from this like past weeks of games. I'm glad we uh, won in reverse retros
1: and we won at home. I'm glad that's now, you know, not a huge topic.
0: It was 11 in a row they lost at home or 10 in a row
1: yeah and their numbers were like better on the road too so well, like
0: they're like they're like a good road team I think their road record's like 6-3-1 or something like that <laughs> or maybe like 6-4-1 I don't know the exact record but yeah it was good to see so alrighty I guess we'll hop into game previews Um, kind of lay out the devil's schedule for this next week this weekend is March Madness, so we're probably not going to record until the weekend, possibly next weekend. Um, we got Pittsburgh, which is a game occurring now mm-hmm. on the 18th. We're not going to talk... Well, kind of talk about it. But um, yeah, you know what? We're at three... How much to cl- uh, time's on your clock right now on your TV? 240. Some bad podcasting. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> Thirty-five seconds ahead of mine. Yeah. Um Devils are up one nothing. Down penalty kill, which by the way has been terrific. It's killing at like a ninety something percent rate. Nice. So we're moving up. Yeah, they're I think 29th now. Um, <laughs> unless the penguins score here and make it go down. But as far as far as I've seen, they haven't scored yet. But yeah, that, that's something we haven't talked about yet. It's the devil's penalty kill has been absolutely terrific. It's like one of the best in the NHL over the last I forget how many amount of games probably since like those Islanders games it's like clicking at like a 95% rate or something crazy like that power plays a different story but um, yeah, Jack Hughes scored a first period goal in this one it was a highlight reel one I'm sure you guys will see it on the highlight reels maybe top 10 mm-hmm. ESPN getting yeah, hockey maybe ESPN,
1: involved. yeah
0: so yeah so this is the first game against the Penguins it's in Sydney New Jersey It's happening on the 18th. And then they got two more against Pittsburgh on the 20th at home again. And then the 21st, it's a back end of a back to back. They're in Pittsburgh on the 21st. So three in a row against the uh, Penguins. On the 23rd, they're in Philly. 24th, they're in Washington. 26th, they're in Washington. So that's what the schedule is for this upcoming week. We'll probably record our next episode after that second Washington game. I was trying to see about going to uh, the game in Philly on the 23rd, but Philly has the you-got-to-get-tested-within-72-hours rule Uh, in Philly. So I don't even know where to get tested around here in uh, in, uh, Philly, but I'm sure there's a lot of places. So And they also in pods like 2 4 6 type thing and me my lonely self would only want one ticket and that probably wouldn't be able to happen but either way yeah uh, yeah they play the flyers on the 23rd so these opponents caps are the best team in the east 19 six and four record nine and one their last 10 they've won six in a row their offense is absolutely electric one of the best in the nhl if not the best the penguins who the devils are playing right now are third in the east they're a hot team too they're seven and three in their last 10 they've lost one Sidney crosby's been like his normal self this year but like even better type 29 points 28 games playing great hockey Tristan Jari, he's back with vengeance. He did this last (laughs) year, too. He started the season really bad, and we talked about it a couple times. He did this last year, too. 9068 percentage he's up to, which is, I think, about league average now, which is crazy because he was down in, like, the 870s, I think, at one point. Mm -hmm. Casey DeSmith is also playing very well. He's 915 now, so they're getting good goaltending. They're getting good offense. They're coming together there in Pittsburgh like they always do, it seems. And the last Devils opponent this week is the Flyers, 14-10-3. They're 4-6 and six in their last 10. They just lost 9-0 to the Rangers. Carter Hart has an 880 save percentage. What do you make of that, Chris?
1: I wish it was better because I took him in fantasy for one of my leagues.
0: <laughs> Bit of a wasted not, pick this year. <laughs> it's not like a defensive issue, too, because I was looking at the Flyers' number, and their defensive numbers are like middle of the pack.
1: Yeah, I mean aside from,
0: you know, last night's game. <laughs> he hasn't been good though. I mean, he came off the bench last night. Yeah. And he still it, gave up four yeah. goals.
1: Cuz they had Elliot in at first. I forget how many goals it took till they pulled him. It Might have been like four.
0: Yeah, 4 or 5. I just Hart didn't give up the rest. But yeah, Carter-Hart, that's that's an issue. I mean, I don't think I'd be worried yet, but I think it's getting close to like you got a question like what's going on here. Mhm. Um, because his, the fancy stat, the goals allowed above expected or whatever stat, he's like 27th or something like that in the NHL. It's real ugly, but, but yeah. Yeah. That's the Carter Hart talk for the episode. <laughs> Anything you want to add about these opponents, Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington?
1: Um, I'm interested to see how these Pittsburgh games go because we usually play well against Pittsburgh, um, and that seems to be the case at least so far through the first period.
0: Um, so We're nothing after one.
1: Yeah, the Pittsburgh games are, are definitely one I'm interested in. We usually play Pittsburgh well, just historically. Um, Washington, I mean, we played them twice. There was two games we could have won, and we didn't. We, you know, um, so we'll see if we can get it done this time. So,
0: this is the first time that they play Pittsburgh this season, and, and um, they play them eight. So I uh, can Steve cangelosi said on a broadcast, it's like eight games against the Penguins in thirty-seven days or something like that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure probably the uh, the COVID
0: issue. Yeah, I think two of them <laughs> it was got a postponed for that. Yeah. Yeah, two of them got postponed over that time, but that's that uh anything else you want to add or we'll move on here to think the we're uh tbd segment
1: yeah we're it. we're gonna call it tbd and uh it's just gonna stay that way
0: okay we're gonna, sounds
1: good to me we're gonna keep saying that we're gonna c- come up with a name for it but oh, we we'll never, never change it.
0: it we'll just keep calling it tbd kind of like how i say i'm going to stop going to chipotle three times a week but i never stop exactly deal. yep so. yep exactly um, okay, we'll start out with this Caps OT game winner. And at the time, is like a really, like I said earlier, a really highly debated topic in our Devil's Army blog group mm-hmm. messaging. Um, uh, I'll, I'll kind of describe what happened without trying to like play my side or Chris's side. Basically, OT, it was the end of Hughes' shift, carried the puck into the Ozone. He got met by a couple defenders. Defender picked up the puck shot at the other or got it up ice and they ended up scoring what was it, a two on one it ended up being or something like that.
1: They didn't score on the initial two on one, but it was the pressure they had after gaining possession. That they scored on. Goal. Yeah. yeah. So
0: my argue, my whole argument was is that Jack Hughes took a really long shift as he's prone to in overtime, and still young. He, got a pass from I believe it was Ty Smith this is my point of view and my argument and Chris could talk about (laughs) this next Ty Smith dropped a pass to him it it was kind of it, it was a fine pass but it kind of led Jack to where this defender was so he was taking the puck saw the defender went to go inside him and then the other defender who was on whoever else was on the ice also came towards Jack so Jack had two defenders on him Jack kind of like skated into it almost because he had no choice, and then turned the puck over. Defender, two defenders. One of them got it away and went the other way. Jack was was spent. On that shift, he, he was out there for a while, so he didn't do too great of a job getting back. I forget if he went to the bench or not, and then it ended up in a goal. Um, was this the one where, was it Ty Smith got burnt and Vrana put it past him, or was that, was that a different goal? I know Smith got caught out there on a long shift, so. So maybe was that, see, that's the only bad thing about recording, like, from, like, long periods of time ago is sometimes you forget, but, yeah, our, our focus here is Hughes. But go ahead, Chris, tell it from your... <laughs> Yeah, so from what I
1: saw, it was more of a, um. and correct me if I'm wrong, the Devils didn't have a shot at all, did they? they literally just held possession for like two and a half minutes but no shots
0: sure but they had a lot of possession i don't know if they got any shots on it. i don't
1: think they had any shots when this happened which was also the frustrating thing because they had possession for literally like the first two and a half minutes of overtime um but yeah they're they're in the zone um cycling moving the puck around three on three um when you're in three on three it's you know not as much of a system game it's more of a man on man you know just stay with your guy um and from what i saw you know Hughes obviously he had the turnover but there was other things that caused it and i wasn't necessarily pinning it on um Hughes i believe it was Hugh govich and Smith were out on the ice Smith was backing up towards the blue line uh and this is happening like right at the top of like the faceoff dots uh, in the offensive zone um so for me it was it was more sharon govich who uh instead of being down low you know he cycled back up high and it looked like he was going to go for a change but then he changed his mind and his guy you know followed him up there right basically by hughes and when he realized that he wasn't even in the play he was out of the zone uh he basically took a swipe at jack's stick from behind jack couldn't see it caused the puck to get knocked into uh I think it was Nicholas Backstrom skate and then turned into a puck battle. And, you know, he – he um I almost called him <laughs> Um Hughes just got, you know, he got beat by Backstrom and they were able to take over and, and go the other way. Um, so, for me, it, it was more of a, you know, just a rookie mistake. Um, Sharon Govich looked like he was going to go for a change and then all of a sudden didn't. And if that's the case, you know, like – having three guys at your blue line, um, especially when you're the furthest forward um, and you got no one to pass to or anything. It, it was just a, it was a flaw in the three on three play that kind of caused that. And um, I, in terms of a turnover, like if you're going to turn it over anywhere, you, you'd you want to turn it over in the offensive zone, like trying to move it towards the net. You'd rather that than like the middle of the ice or, you know, in your own defensive zone. So I saw it just uh, from that perspective, you know, the, the way the three on three wasn't
0: really set up right for the offensive zone. And it
1: kind of left Jack a little bit on an Island.
0: So, Yeah, so my whole thing, and the reason why I was harsh on Jack and was kind of blaming him for the outcome was, one, his shift was like super long. There was several opportunities where he could have got off the ice and just didn't, which in a sense I understand because he's a very electric overtime player. He's Mm -hmm. very fast. He's swift with the puck, get up and down the ice. But he was already on a long shift, and by him taking a long shift, it also led to Ty Smith also being out there for a while because it was a constant – pressure tight deal. Even when they lost the puck, they ended up getting back, and Jack would turn up the ice and go up real quick so Smith wouldn't have a chance to get off. It was part that and also the part... When he got the pass from Ty Smith and he saw the two defenders, it looked... It, instead of, like... Getting rid of the puck, and I know you don't want to dump it in three-on-three, but either dumping it in or trying to quickly move the puck from that situation instead of skating the puck into that mess and turning the puck over was another reason why I blamed him, if you want to say. But yeah, that was just my argument there. It's... It's something that he'll learn as he gets older. And, Chris, like you said, it's not solely on him. But it's just it'll get cleaned up. It's a part of three-on-three hockey. But I've noticed that a lot in Jack's game, though. I think you'll agree, even not in overtime, there are some times where he tries to do too much, whether it's staying out too long for a shift or making kind of a risky play in the neutral zone or something like that that sometimes goes bad. But I'm sure you'll agree it's something that will iron out of his game. It's just him being young. Yeah,
1: I mean, you want him to be aggressive, you know. He's he's going to make some mistakes, you know. Um, but you want him to be aggressive with that kind of talent. Um, I mean, we saw it pay off tonight so far in the first period he's got the devil's goal, so Yeah, and that was that he mostly does. him on the effort, so
0: that he does. All right, I I think that's enough of that. This would've been a so much better a- Better yeah, conversation for like if it was right like after, after that, because some of us yeah. are probably like, what, what the heck are they talking about right now? We should have probably said it was back in the Caps overtime when the Caps beat them in overtime when they came back from the 4 1 deficit mm-hmm. after two. The date of that game was 3 9, I think. So, but yeah, that was that. Um, before we move on to the next couple parts, we're going to talk about. NHL – at NHL Watcher on Twitter, basically just an account that listens to like LeBron interviews, Friedman articles and all that stuff and kind of posts interesting things he finds. find, said that LeBron on Insider Trading says the New Jersey Devils ha- have eight pending UFAs. LeBron has been told NJ has heard from pretty much every playoff or playoff bubble team last couple of weeks. People are calling them the action team. The Devils are the action team in regards to their assets and stuff. Uh, Paul Murray's the big name, but it's a wait-and-see game if he signs an extension with the club. So, maybe the, the trade deadline regarding the Devils are going to be a lot busier than I thought.
1: I feel like nothing's going to happen still. Shall I feel see. like too many teams are going to sit, you know, pat with what they
0: got. Yeah. We shall see. So... Back to our discussion about our TBD segment. Um, Yanni Kokinen and Mikhail Maltev, both young players, both I think considered rookies. Yeah, they both are. Um, uh, Yanni Kokinen has five goals and seven assists in 21 games this year. He's been like a really solid offensive player. I think he's riding a six game point streak and had a five game consecutive goal streak. He's been a very pleasant surprise for the Devils this year. Yeah. No, for sure
1: for sure. And I mean you've seen whether Tim or any of the other rookies kind of chipping in here and there, so
0: Yeah, and the thing with Kokenin too is his underlying backs, his offensive playoff, his offensive numbers are really solid, his defensive numbers do need work underlying wise. But um, yeah, good to see Yanni he looks like he's gonna be a solid piece for this team. So that Sammy Vaden goal that happened a game or two ago, he assisted Sammy Votnin on that goal. <laughs> So it's kind of one of those things, hey, <laughs> they got traded for each other. <laughs> yeah. You know? Funny. But the other part here, one come of the best trades this. ever. Yeah, right? Well, was it? Zero or two playoff games of Sammy Votnin or like six or something like that? Yeah.
1: And we got A
0: Draft pick and draft pick Yanni Yeah,
1: I think there and was someone else Votnin. too,
0: but. And Carolina Hurricanes are one last and the one laughing at Double's brought Votnin back the way he's been playing. But we'll talk about Sammy Botten later, I think. Um... Mikhail Maltsev is the other guy, young guy we want to talk about. He's been great as well. He doesn't have as impressive, like, traditional statistics as Kokanin so far this year. He has four goals in 14 games, but his underlying numbers are pretty good, especially defensively. He might be a real solid defensive player. Um, he, he just looks good out there. <laughs> I mean, the, the point total, like I said, is not going to tell you pretty picture four goals as a rookie I guess pretty impressive in 14 games or whatever it is Mm -hmm. but yeah he just looks good out there I don't know I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Maltes
1: yeah no I think uh ever since he's been put into the lineup you know he's he's earned his spot
0: to stay so good to see yeah Last thing we're going to talk about in this segment is the forward effect on the defenseman and like the offense effect on the defensive game. And this was more of a hot topic when the Devils had those like 19 or had zero scoring like high danger chances and the Islanders had 19. My whole argument here, and Chris, we'll hear your take on this next. I haven't heard it yet. Um, I I think you're going to agree with what I'm about to say. Basically, my argument is, yes, the defense has struggled to an extent. The top four for the Devils have actually been really solid. It's mainly been that bottom pair. I think a lot of it has to do with the Devils' just inability to create constant pressure and put the puck in the net. Because the Devils' forwards aren't great – There's not a lot of pressure being generated, thus more time spent in the defensive zone, thus more time for the opposing team to score a goal, and also forwards play defense when they're in the defensive zone. It's not just the two defensemen. There's, as you know, actually more forwards than defense, so big part of their games having to play in both ends of guys ice. Mm. Devils just don't get that pressure out of their offense most teams get and you're playing in their your own zone more so I think a lot of it has to do is the lack of talent up front kind of hurting the defense do you think that makes sense that correlates that forward not that pressure time not being there that you, you know what I'm trying to say yeah
1: yeah basically you know getting your defensive breather um, just not playing in your own zone for for most of the game um i i agree that is a part of it um the offensive game you know for forwards it's not just uh it's not just in the defensive zone who they cover but you know generating the uh attack time it's just like football you know when you're trying to keep the ball out of the other quarterback's hand you're trying to just eat clock and stuff you know uh you're you're gonna get some guys rested you can you know get defensemen changed and stuff like that um so yeah it's it's definitely a factor i i, I agree
0: the other thing too is devils give up a, a like a ton of odd man rush the other way and that starts because of poor play in the offensive zone mm. so you got a bad turnover in the offensive zone a defenseman pinch we're not supposed to pinch the forward turns over the puck, going the wrong way, don't get back on D. Devils give up a ton of odd man rushes, two-on-ones. Not a lot of breakaways, but just a lot of two-on-ones. Yeah, so that's another factor there that the forward group and the offense and, is reliable. And system
1: is already aggressive to begin with, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so that's, that's the only downside to having an aggressive system is if you mess up, it, it
0: can be pretty bad and pretty glaring, so... Yeah, I just kind of want to explain that whole thing because when it was first placed on our page, a lot of people were like, oh, what the heck? What do you mean that it's it's not the defensive fault? I mean they're the one giving up the goals. But you got to look at it at a different perspective. I'm not mm-hmm. sitting here telling you that the defense isn't the issue because at some point it, it is – um, even though their top four has been playing well, but it kind of just got got to look at the whole picture, not just like one on the ice. Yeah. You know, how other things happen and how uh, – and happening there affects I mean, I'm, something I'm else. I'm willing
1: to bet that in tonight's game, Zajac is basically out there anytime Crosby's out there. I'm, I'm willing to bet that because the Devils historically have done that as a way to try and neutralize like the face-offs, you know. Again, forwards kind of helping out
0: defensively. So – that's another thing that we probably should have mentioned is the Devils' face it's kind of unrelated to what we were just talking about a little bit. But the Devils have improved, like, drastically on their face-offs. Remember, I don't know if we talked about it, but Travis Zajac was down at, like, a 44% success rate on the face-off dot, or 43 He's all the yeah. way up to, like, 52 now. There we go. Uh, Michael McLeod, I think, is around 50 there's another devil like they got a lot better on face off thought jack hughes is really the only one that's really struggled. i think he's still down in the 30s somewhere which is not good but um yeah devils are improving on face off thought too just like the penalty kill but i think that's all for our little tbd section you have anything to add here on those three topics we just talked about
1: no i think we covered them all pretty good
0: alrighty well to our trending up trending down segment I don't know are you going to be able to add some stuff here because I know you didn't watch it yeah up. I probably won't be able to add anything accurate gotcha. <laughs> so, unfortunately trending up I have Mikel Malta Yanni Yanni and we just spoke about them they've been playing well the penalty kill we talked about before it's clicking at like a 90 something percent rate P.K. Subban is trending way up and it, it, how fitting Chris <laughs> we just talked about how last episode he should not be as getting as hated as he does by this fanbase mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. So Todd Cordell, who does work, Infernal Access is, is his sub stack, I think they're called. Basically, he does a lot of good work, and he produces it through Infernal Access. He had a tweet. Suban has a 57% Core C4 rating, which is a ratio of shot attempts and a 57 expected goals, 4% rating, however you want to say it, 57% 57 goal share, which is a really good number, and an even goal differential, and the Devils are minus 9 at 5v5 over the last 10, so those are really solid numbers. He's just looked a lot comfortable. His season stats are, like, good. Like I think he's tied for the leading team in assists. He's at like a point pace that's one of the higher in his career. But yeah, PK Subban's playing well. He's playing like one of the Devils' top defensemen. He'll never be that nine million a year player, but he's shown to be a serviceable top four guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Here it is. Look, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Zay Jack and Crosby right there on the draw to start the second period. Told you.
0: There you go. Uh, and then you are Sharon Yuri Sharangovich is a guy I got a, gave a lot of heat to because he was struggling there in the beginning of the season and he was getting minutes he probably shouldn't have been getting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's heated up. He has... He leads the Devils in 5v5 shots and chances in the last 10 games. And he had a couple good chances in the first period. So, good for Igor. I still don't think he's a top six player yet, but he, he's definitely doing good things out there and it's good to see. So... Mm-hmm. Who is not trending up? Sammy Vodman. Man, it's just a mess. I don't know what happened. He was never a great player for the Devils, but he wasn't as bad as he's been recently. His possession numbers are just a mess. They're not Matt Tennyson or Connor Carrick levels, but they're not good. Um, at this point, I'd probably prefer Will Butcher in the lineup. Mackenzie mm-hmm. Blackwood, although he bounced back with that dub and a 9.43 4 save percentage, very good game for him before that game, he had six straight games with a sub-900 save percentage and they were all losses. Yeah, so he was, he was struggling. And I know the defense, offense, they've been struggling in front of him, but he, he you gotta admit, it just he wasn't playing good hockey. It was good to see him bounce mm-hmm. back. Hopefully, whatever he got yanked at a warm-up source and serious, he could build on yeah. that Buffalo game whenever they mm-hmm. play next. But... Yeah, that was it for trending down, trending up. Um, I guess you could say power play trending down, but they did get a goal or two the past couple games. So, all right. Now the main part of this episode is the midseason NHL and Devils specific awards. Devils are twenty; they're nine, thirteen, and two. I think so. That's what twenty something games in. Yeah, I Sorry, about think midway. So. Somewhere Some around teams there, are yeah. midway. Um, we're going to go give our <clears throat> midseason awards. We're going to do NHL wide first. We're going to do the Hart, which is the MVP, the Vesna, which is the best goalie, the Norris, best defenseman, the Jack Adams, which is the best head coach in the league, the Calder, which is the rookie of the year. Most surprising team and most disappointing team NHL wide. So we'll start there. Chris. Your heart, your MVP, who you got so far? We're doing league first, right? We are doing league first.
1: Okay. Uh, at this point, it's it's looking like it's just going to be, you know, McDavid again. Um, although I would also uh, be very happy to see Patrick Kane up in there as well since Chicago is doing a lot better this year than many people pegged them to. Uh, and Patrick Kane is just having an incredible year. Um, you know, Even with Jonathan Taves not there, I hope he recovers soon from whatever's going on. Um, But, yeah, I I would see those two in in the uh, conversation probably lean towards uh, McDavid right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kane is right there in the discussion
0: at the end. Look at us. I got McDavid one and Patrick Kane two. Look at that. (laughs) So these stats are from probably... a week ago about at, the CM, uh, at this time, what did I just say? These stats that I'm about to tell you are like a week old because I made my notes for this segment like when we were supposed to record last week. So at this time, McDavid had 48 points and his 12.7 guard rating was first in the NHL. He's just doing crazy things. Don't really have to explain there. But Chris, like you said, Patty Keaton's tearing up. Chicago, last time I checked, was in a playoff spot. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. still true. They were last time I saw you. I don't know if this guy was on your radar. Ansi Kopitar. <laughs> dude,
1: he's, having he's himself like... a
0: season. Dude,
1: try, uh, what's his name? Dustin Brown out there in L.A.
0: Yeah, he's he's doing things too, right? Isn't he yeah. having himself a good season? Yeah.
1: It's weird. They'll have, like, a good season, and then they'll, like, regress, and then they'll have a good season again. It's it's weird, those two. Well, is good every
0: year. It, yeah. It's kind of crazy the things he does. I thought he regressed a little last year. He had 62 points in 70 games. What, what was the season? It might have been after the heart when it was like him and Hall, I think. 60 points in 81 games, maybe? Because he had 92 <laughs> and 82. Yeah. That's probably – yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. But, um, so he has 34 points in 28 games this year for the Kings. So that's Just Kopitar being Kopitar. Well above average. We know what he does in the defensive zone. He's playing 21 minutes a night on a – let's face it, not that talented Kings team. The Kings, standing-wise, are some bad podcasting. Got to look at the standings real quick. I have the old numbers, so I don't want to be lying to you if Mm -hmm. I say they're in a playoff spot or not. But the Kings, division-wise, they're in the West. They're right outside of a playoff spot. They're three points back on the Blues, but point percentage they might be ahead of the blues so but yeah they're in the hunt and it's because of Anzi Kopitar so I think he's a name you gotta throw on the list and I also have Leon Dreisidel too he's second in Gar and he's mm-hmm. by McDavid but you gotta go McDavid between those two yeah um, notice how we did not say Austin Matthews no we um, fans wanted that to be a thing when Matthews went on that gold tear, but no yeah sorry um Besna is next this is probably one of the easier ones. There are some good cabinets here, but I have Andres Vasilevsky as number one on my list and Mark andre Fleury with a hell of a bounce-back year. I have him too. Who you got here? This Vezna. is
1: Vezna. Uh yeah. yeah, I was looking at it. I, I was between Fleury and uh, I want to say Vasilevsky maybe. Um, actually, no, Fleury and uh, Grubauer, that's who it was because of uh, that's a good uh, one. That, that division that they play in.
0: Um, yeah, that's a good one. So, the ads uh, are insane right now.
1: Yeah, Flurry is just
0: – he's got it going this season. Uh, he's <laughs> got it going. That's, yeah, that's for sure. Last <laughs> time I checked, he had a 940 save percentage.
1: Yeah, I think I'm looking at it right now. He's got a 933. So right there, you know. And at first I saw Morazics at the top of the list with a .955. I'm like, what? And I like, looked at him I'm like, oh, okay, he's only played four games. Okay. I was like, what? Yeah. I was going to say, that is... How did they I not They had a about playing
0: that? games over for them. Alex Nijek. yeah, Nick.
1: Yeah. And I he's got a 9 9 it looks like. he's, yeah, he's in doing the, well,
0: too. Yeah. If he plays more games, maybe they're colder. Maybe. But, um, yeah, I there's some other names you could throw here, but I think Vasilevsky and Fleur are leading the way. Um, analytically, regular stats, they're just having great seasons. Mm-hmm. The Norris Trophy is next. And man they released like i i think they poll nhl writers or something it was bad i sent it in the chat but um drew dowdy was like up there and dowdy's point total was inflated because of a lot of power play points mm. his underlying numbers are horrifically bad and it was just funny seeing him up there um Cale McCarr is number one on my list right now. Yeah, He doesn't have the point total. Last time it was 14 points in 15 games, but his guard is like one of the best in the league. Um, Charlie McAvoy's is right up there with him. Uh, 17 points in 24 games, so he doesn't have the point total either, but he's just a terrific do-it-all defenseman for the Bruins, having a great year. Uh, Victor Hedman, you could throw his name there. Jeff Petrie is having a great de- uh, year for the Canadians. And Samuel Gerrard is an under-the-radar candidate in Colorado, another Colorado defenseman. What, what you got about here? your boy Dougie? I don't have him on my list. I'm sure he's playing well. Um, I saw him up there when I was doing some research, but I don't have him on my list, unfortunately.
1: I was surprised to see uh, Tyson Berry at the top of the list for points from defensemen.
0: Yeah, Um, his defensive game. See, this is why I don't like the Norris Trophy is because a lot of it has to do with points, mm -hmm. and that shouldn't have – this should – that shouldn't be how this award's gauged and won. Yeah. But it is what it is. That's why my guys aren't so point total, but more of like do-it-all guys. I mean, McCarr has mm-hmm. the points. Charlie McAvoy scores. But.
1: I mean, I, I do agree with you. McCarr is actually the front runner in my list. Um, just what he does, it's unreal. So,
0: um, Yeah. So mm, we'll talk about this after. Uh, Rookie of the Year, Calder Trophy. Uh, I think it's pretty, pretty evident who the guy is here.
1: Uh, it's gonna be Mr. Quakenin, obviously.
0: Oh yeah. Um, hey, listen, he's finding his way into the. I'm sure he'll get votes, or maybe he'll be around it's there. Gotta be Ty Smith. He'll also be there. Uh, krill Kaspersovs. Yes. It? Yep. Uh, Minnesota Wild rookie. He's 23, is he? A little older, but um, he's absolutely unreal. Twenty-five points, in twenty-seven games. Just had a hat trick. Dude's electric to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's right now the hands-down favorite.
1: Yeah, he scored like two goals from the same area in one of those games. I, I saw highlights.
0: Yeah, he's been playing real hockey. Jason Robertson of the Dallas Stars has fifteen points, in twenty games. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't until I, I. did not know. Looked at the rookie scoreboards. Um, Capo yeah and in. Minnesota Wild goaltender. Yep. Nine twenty seven save percentage and fifteen games started. And Kevin Lackinen and Lincoln and is another guy. Nine fifteen save percentage for Chicago. Twenty games. So that's my list of like honorable mentions to mm-hmm. go along with Kaprasov But um yeah, I think Capersol's front under there. Other guys, Tim Stutzel's having a good year, Igor Shesterkin Pia Suter, and Josh Norris. Ty Smith too. So Anything you want to add here? You agree? You agree with me with that list? Basically. Yep. Any other names I didn't throw out there that you want to throw out there? Or did I take I mean, them I all from I mean, I threw
1: devil's names out there, but, you know, I think, I think Smith will probably be in, like, the final count, but he won't, you know, he won't get the call, I don't Should think. Should
0: be top five. Yeah. Hopefully.
1: All right, what's next? Jack Norris? Jack Norris. Who you got? Um... Didn't we? Didn't we just do best defenseman?
0: I no, said like Jack Yeah, I meant Jack Adams.
1: Okay, you said Norris, and that's like throwing. Out. I'm like, isn't the Norris for defenseman? And didn't we just talk yeah, about that? Right. I, said,
0: I meant Jack <laughs> Adams. I, I have in my notes written Jack Norris for whatever reason. Yeah, it's it's the Jack Adams Award. So head coaches, go ahead, Chris. My bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Jack Adams. Hmm. I gotta think. Gotta think real quick. Go ahead and go through yours. Uh, I, I okay. got to think real quick.
0: So I think they should just rename this the Barry Trotz award because the system wins <laughs> the Islanders like games yeah. because that roster isn't where the record shows Barry Trotz um, Jeremy Colliton which is the head coach, young head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. They were in a playoff spot, I think. And Joel Quinville has the Florida Panthers at like the top of the NHL right now. But you didn't know that.
1: <laughs> That's actually who I was thinking about. I was thinking of Quinville
0: for a little bit. Yeah, Quinville, Colton, and Trotz are my three.
1: Yeah, I would go Quenville. Obviously, Trotz is going to be in the conversation. Um, I think Bednar's it's in, still over there yeah, in Chicago, right? Yeah, Bednar's doing good. In, or, no, he's in um, uh, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I
0: just can't think
1: tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick with those three. I'm going to stick with Bednar, Trotz, and, and Quenville. Yeah, I got
0: um, – Quinville, Culliton, the Hawks head coach, and uh, or, yeah, head coach and Barry Trotz. So, uh, most surprising teams in the NHL? I got Blackhawks, Kings, and Panthers.
1: Yes. Yep. All three. Because I was not All expecting three. Florida to do good. I was not expecting Chicago to do good. So, yes, I, I am 100% on board there. <laughs>
0: most disappointing
1: most disappointing team Uh, teams teams well obviously the devils are disappointing me Um, yeah but
0: it was kind of expected them to be seventh in the east so yeah you know
1: yeah Um, I'll say Buffalo even though like they were expected to be bad like this is this is horrible for Buffalo I'm sorry I'm sorry Buffalo fans I'm not I am not (laughs) sorry at all (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, Buffalo fans. Uh you're gonna have to just make it through the rest of the season. Um Those are uh I'm trying to think I got C- Calgary? you can't really pick in Canada because it's like it's the weird Canadian division.
0: So I'm thinking I got Calgary in Canada. They're, okay. they're, I could can see that, yeah, I could see that. Sixth, I think, in that division. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say Vancouver. They're stinking it up. They've supposedly have been playing better because it's goaltending. But I can't, I, I'm I on the Canucks aren't good train. I think I had them ranked pretty low in my preseason ranking, so um, I won't put them there. Dallas Tars have been struggling big time. Uh, Nashville Predators, too, are not doing good. Mr. Hinesy mm-hmm. over there. But, yeah. yeah, those are my three. All right, Devils. Here we go. MVP, who you got?
1: MVP for me, I'm thinking of two players right now. Um,
0: Could I say who I think you're thinking of? You can say who you think I'm thinking of jack hughes and damon severson
1: bingo right there he knows yeah, he knows who I'm, I'm between damon severson and jack hughes right now um you know what uh, i'm gonna I'm say jack just because i think there's been some games where if he doesn't score you know devils don't get the win even though uh we've been struggling uh but also you know make the same argument but counter with the defensive game for uh, severson
0: so So I am giving the MVP, middle season MVP, to my boy, Damon Severson. As you know, we do not tolerate any Damon Severson slander. Nope. And today on our social media pages, I posted – because we got talking in the chat earlier. Um, around Um. noon basically ranking the devil's nine defensemen who have played in the game so far this year and my list was Damon Severson Dmitry Kulikov PK Subban Ty Smith Ryan Murray Will Butcher Sammy Votnin Connor Carrick and Matt Tennyson in that order and for fun I asked our followers rate them one through nine how they played this year here's my list People were ripping on Severson. And then I went yeah. my article earlier this year that I wrote about Severson playing well. And since then, like many devils, Severson plays declined a little bit, but he's still been very solid top-tier defenseman. I've reposted that article because I said in the post, I see a lot of people ripping Damon Severson, some Severson slander, and I really don't understand mm-hmm. it. Here's an article that I wrote. I think it was like the end of February, early March, kind of hyping him up. And the article was titled, it, like, Severson should be in the Norse conversation, mm-hmm. uh, his elite player, or whatever like that. And I even said in the post that his play has declined a bit since this article was written. And in the article it explains, like, hey, listen, Severson ain't going to win the Norse because of his point total. But he's been playing, like, really, really solid this year. People were... Slander and Severson. Yeah, I wasn't too happy.
1: Yeah, I remember when uh, he had that own goal. Unfortunately, recently. <laughs> uh, that's ooh, that's bingo. what I think did
0: it for people. Yeah. Yeah, I saw they got a power a power play goal. Subinator. clap bomb. Yeah, clap he's bomb he's been point. he's been playing real well. That's yeah. another thing. When P. I put K. my Subban. list out, they're like, "Why the heck would you have PK Subban over Ty Smith?" <laughs> Because Ty Smith's shown a little struggles in the own zone, he's been great, but um go ahead. Yeah. Severson um, slander.
1: Yeah, I remember when he scored uh unfortunately the own goal. Um I sent in the chat, I was like <laughs> And it was literally uh It was like the scene from The Office with uh, Ryan and Kelly. Where Kelly's just like, you make it so hard to love you sometimes. (laughs) That was basically my reaction when I saw the home goal. And I was like, oh, please don't tell me that was Severson. And sure enough, it's Severson. It's like, you're so good. Why Why do you have to have like glaring mistakes like the few mistakes that you make
0: they're just glaring (laughs) i'm glad you brought that up so i want to talk about that the play looking back at it did you see that sammy and skate kicked Severson's stick into the goal into the puck which put the puck in the net
1: i i didn't even see that part i just saw it like bounce around
0: near severson (laughs) the whole sequence oh my gosh the whole (laughs) sequence was on sammy vatman so but yeah severson slander just safe i I don't want to hear yeah so he, he, it just gets me so worked up there was a co- there was a comment that said the, your analytics mean nothing Have you watched him play on a nightly basis? what are you watching? I' just like come on man <laughs> it's not even analytics I mean Chris yeah. you're not a big analytic guy and you even say the no. same thing yeah so <laughs> it's the little things yeah MVP Damon Severson, if you don't like it I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah best forward. Your MVP is Jack Hughes. I'm assuming Jack yeah, Hughes so too. Or are you Jack gonna Hughes. go Popple Zoc? I got um, Jack Hughes. I'll go Jack Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. He just generates a ton. So. Although
1: Zaka uh, definitely an honorable mention. Point leader. Really doing I a dude. lot.
0: Yeah. Point leader. Uh, worst forward. I think this is a pretty easy one. You could go first. Worst forward.
1: Hmm. Let me make sure I I, I pick the best possible one or. I shouldn't say the best, the one <laughs> the that makes the possible most sense. The worst forward. <laughs> the, the one that makes the most sense. Um, hmm. Okay, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Sorry, Gusev. Gusev's underperformed. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of, like,
0: I was thinking of guys. I'm like, no,
1: he's done a little bit here and there. So, yeah, Gusev would be uh, my, my choice.
0: Oh, would you look at that? Was that Damon Severson who just scored that goal? <laughs> it, it looks like it was a flutter, yeah. It was either Severson or Quoken and got the redirect. But, yeah. oh, man,
1: it's almost like <laughs> it's Damon Severson is, it is the Severson. team's
0: best defenseman. But,
1: They're reviewing um, it, trying to see if it's a high stick, I think. But, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe. Looks good, though. But, anyway, all right. Th- I, I got Goose up, too. He's been a big disappointment this year, unfortunately. His numbers are just not pretty. He, he's looked a little better recently, but it's just not been good. Uh-huh. Um, best defenseman, Damon Severson, baby.
1: Yep, Damon Severson.
0: And... I ranked them before. I don't know if you agree here, but I got Searson, Kulikov, PK, Ty Smith, Ryan Murray, Will Butcher, Sammy Votnin, Connor Kerr, Matt Tennyson.
1: I'm surprised you didn't have Tennyson at the top of your list.
0: Yeah. We got a a Facebook troll on our accounts. (laughs) Whenever (laughs) Tennyson is even – I'm not even mentioned, but he'll always say something about Matt Tennyson being the best. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but – um, yeah best defenseman worst defenseman you got Chris best defenseman worst, well you, you got Severson right
1: yeah yeah I got Severson so we're you doing got worst, worst defenseman,
0: defenseman yeah.
1: worst defenseman unfortunately I think it, it has been Votnin I don't think it's a I don't think it's something that can't be corrected um, just seems a little off this season
0: yeah, I got Sammy Button in, too. Um, I was focusing more, like, bigger sample size. If you want to go, like, all those nine defensemen, then Matt Tennyson's your answer, but Sammy Button, and <laughs> I'm going Sammy Button as well. Just yeah, not a good season. Yeah. Not a good season.
1: Definitely different season for him. Uh, again, I think it's just a weird season for him, so. <clears throat> Most surprising, in, Most a surprising in a good way. Most um, surprising in a good way. That would have to be... Uh, Mr. Sharnovich, I'll give it to him. Um, I know he was pretty highly touted through training camp and stuff like that, but you know I didn't expect him to score as much as he has and contribute. So uh, that that'll be my surprise right there.
0: I'm going Dmitry Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that man's numbers this year is like insane. Um, mm-hmm. his percentile. I don't know if you guys remember a while back when I we were raving about Damon Severson. We we're talking about percentile ratings. Demetri Cool calls him the ninetieth percentile on both offense and defense. His underlying number chart is just like beautiful. Even like offensively, it's good. It, it's weird, but I'm all here for it. I wouldn't be surprised if the Devils get, like, a good haul for Kulkov if they decide to trade him at the deadline. I was going to say,
1: he's he's on a one-year deal, and he's on a pretty good one-year deal in terms of the cap hit.
0: Yeah, like, he might get, like, a second or third round pick. Like, don't be surprised if they haul something like that for him. He's been absolutely terrific this year. Um, And if they don't trade him, I wouldn't be surprised if – They bring him back, maybe on a shorter term deal. But yeah, he's been great. Um, most disappointing. Most
1: disappointing. Probably Gusev.
0: Yeah, I agree there. Um, nothing around that. It's just it's just been a rough season. I guess you could say Botnin too, but I feel like a lot of us may have seen it coming because Botnian's time with Jersey in the first place wasn't all that great. (laughs) It's just been a lot worse rookie of the year go ahead sorry
1: i was gonna say that being said i'm still very much open to re-signing gusev i think this is just a weird season for him like it's a weird season for botnan
0: yeah you'd get real good value there and the devils are gonna need bodies next year because as i said recently they got like nine unrestricted free agents or something crazy like that Mm -hmm. so um rookie of the year devils Calder trophy gotta be mr smith yeah, I agree. Yanni Krokonen's on his heels. Maybe if he keeps it yep. up, he could catch him. Maybe. Doubtful. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's between those two. So. But, yeah, I mean, did we miss any type of final words you want to talk about? I think we kind of had them all now. I think we got them, yeah. Ooh, he almost got that. Um, All right. Yeah, that's our final award segment. No Damon Severson slander, folks. Absolutely not. not. I just put out a tweet, Facebook thing from our account. I said damon severson slander is not tolerated around these parts folks (laughs) so absolutely not funny uh all righty that's all we got for this mid-season award segment i'll just quickly talk about binghamton devils there's not much to talk about since the last episode the binghamton devils have played one period of hockey Yee. One period. So what happened? I don't know if you heard about this, Chris. Is after the first period, the teams were coming back to the ice. They're at the RJW Barnabas. Did I say that right? RWJ, Barnabas South yeah. Hockey House. Yep. So you know how that arena, it, it's not really arena. It's like the devil's practice facility that you could see in sometimes if they had the stuff open, the shades or whatever. Yeah. So to, the locker rooms aren't right off the rink. You got to walk outside the rink around the rink to the locker rooms kind of like your local rink <laughs> you know <laughs> um so the devils Binghamton devils after the first intermission got on the ice and were skating around the lehigh valley phantoms were walking outside the arena and then stopped they were like hanging out outside the arena and they were shown on tv and i was actually playing call of duty at the time and i had it on in the background so i turn on the volume i'm like what's going on <laughs> turns out that something with COVID protocols and they canceled the game after that first period so the Lehigh Valley Phantoms didn't even touch the ice after the first period and the Devils after skating around and going to the bench got off the ice and went to their locker rooms it's funny though because the ref was on his cell phone like skating around the ice on like an iPhone talking to whoever, I guess about what's going on. <laughs> so since then they haven't played a game. They were supposed to play last night, but it got postponed a few hours before. So, um, supposedly they're back practicing. Hopefully they'll be on the, um, ice sooner rather than later. Binghamton devils are missed an eight game losing streak. So not great. Yeah. Not great. No, not so. good at all. Well, anyway, um, that's all we have. I think it's great to be back. I hope you guys missed us. Um, I still yeah. got tons
1: of unpacking to do myself, so.
0: Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, did, did you move in like a city place or is it a nice suburb?
1: Uh, it's, I guess it's like a city suburb kind of – I don't okay. know. It's, a, it's just an apartment complex. Uh, is and uh <laughs> for me it's like the city i think of new york city that's what i'm used to but like a lot of other places it's not necessarily like huge sky rises and stuff like that it's just a big 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 town basically yeah
0: um so yeah that'll help a little bit moving in because you could actually park your car out and get stuff in so moving into a city place is just absolutely brutal but anyway yeah um all righty that's all we have so Chris, any last any last words? Let's for our go listeners? devils, baby. Yes, sir. Hopefully the devils could hold on to the three oh lead against the Penguins. Let's we'll hope. probably talk to you guys next Friday, maybe. So everyone stay safe out there and we will talk to you soon.